Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Sides of a Coin podcast. My name is Nkozi. I apologize for the late posting this week. It's been very interesting on my part. Outside of that, I have two movies to talk with you about that I should have talked with you about days ago. The first movie is the Gareth Edwards created original movie, The Creator. Second movie is the new horror movie that has to deal with family and tradition in It Lives Inside. So, let's get into it. I know it doesn't said a lot, but being a director, I imagine, is a hard job. You have to go and make sure that a movie is shepherded from beginning to end and really being the person that has the overall vision of what this piece needs to be and I know that's not an easy job but the one thing I do find interesting is that especially with directors a lot of them try and write their own stuff but the thing about writing is it's not the same thing as directing which means there are directors who are really really good at directing I love the movies where they are just a director but when they write and direct their movies it doesn't necessarily hit all the time now for me an example of that is Gareth Edwards and considering we're talking about his latest movie the creator that is a little bit troubling because Gareth Edwards has done two movies in his catalog that I absolutely love. Those movies being the 2014 Godzilla movie and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. He was just a director on those two movies. He didn't write and he didn't produce. And I loved them so, so much. And generally they were well received by people who saw them. However, this is also the guy who wrote and directed the movie called Monsters, and I did not like that movie. So, with the creator, he wrote and he produced it, as well as directed it. So, let's see, will Gareth Edwards break that trend of him being a really good director and not great writer or will he continue along the same track that he generally has been down so let's jump into it so the thing in the creator that they really make sure that the audience understand is this is a world where AI has taken the next logical steps this is a world where they have AI and they are doing the jobs of everyday people they're serving food they're fighting training to fight they are in some cases military police they're also surgeons and doctors and helping people to preserve lives so we're led into this idea that, hey, AI is here to help us. AI is here to save us. AI is here to be
be alongside of us. Also, we're introduced to this idea of Nirmata, which is considered the creator of all AI, which I also find incredibly interesting. After that, we're presented with the idea, as you see in the trailers, that AI have gone crazy. They bombed Los Angeles. They killed millions of people with a nuclear blast, and the United States has sworn to take out AI. The military and the government have sworn to make AI obsolete and to win this war that we are suddenly in against AI. In the middle of all of that talk, we are introduced to John David Washington's character. We're introduced to him and he is out there and we find out he's a military guy. He's a sergeant and he is trying to find Nirmata and through a set of circumstances that I'm not going to get into right now in order to keep everything going and to keep the secret most importantly we find out that he is a hundred percent almost able to find Nirmata before tragedy strikes and once tragedy strikes he leaves the military but they can't keep a good man down and they pull him back in and what they say is Nirmata is alive and they want John David Washington's help to find Nirmata and also if he finds Nirmata he might find someone that is incredibly close to Nirmata somebody who he cared about who's played by Gemma Chan so the entire movie really revolves around John David Washington and his quest to find the last person that he has ever really loved and all the decisions that coincide with that now in regards to this movie one thing I will give it absolute credit for that Gareth Edwards I think is improved on movie over movie Gareth Edwards eye for cinematography for visuals is I think one of the best in Hollywood I truly believe this guy knows what it means to pull out a cinematic shot no matter where he is Gareth Edwards absolutely knows how to draw your eye to the most impressive thing on the screen and then even when you take the time to pan out and look at the whole screen you're just struck and you're saying man this is all so beautiful the CGI Ian there's a lot of CGI in this movie it all looks really good and interesting this is not so futuristic that this world doesn't also feel nitty-gritty this world feels futuristic while also feeling way too familiar in certain ways so I really loved that about the movie also another thing about this movie I really enjoyed the tech that was displayed I enjoyed it whenever they were going into the AI I enjoyed their looks the movements 
how AI had become so synonymous where it was very small things that let you think if an AI was still there or wasn't. It was really, really interesting. The ideas that were touched on in this movie were so, so interesting about AI, about coming together in terms of group, about pain, loss, about being driven by sometimes the wrong reasons, sometimes the right reasons. How far are people willing to go to achieve happiness and peace in their lives? I thought this is all just so, so interesting. Also, I got to give a huge shout out to the cast. They did so many great things in this. So you had John David Washington and Gemma Chan, as I talked about already. You also have this little girl that you see mentioned in all the trailers, Madeline Yuan Voiles, who plays a little robot, and you find out her connection to this whole thing. You also have Allison Janney coming in, and she plays a U.S. military colonel who she's like, hey, we're going to do the job, and you love that. You also have Ken Watanabe who comes in and I I love Ken Watanabe because he's always able to bring a gravitas to any role that he's in, even if it's a smaller role. This is definitely a smaller role for him, but whenever he is on the screen, he is he captures the moment and his eyes immediately draw you to him. So I I really love that you know the cast as a whole they had some of the biggest moments in here like early on in the movie I thought John David Washington gave an amazing heartfelt moment for how he felt in regards to his emotional state at that time you know and it was just heartbreaking when you saw the pain that was underneath the facade of just somebody who just doesn't care anymore like he played a man who was beaten down by life so well uh allison janney is a person who's primarily she's driven by hatred so you see that in every single you know moment of her goal like when somebody is in trouble she's like listen i have my goal if i do this this is all i want to do Everything else is secondary, and you understand why when she exposes her backstory. You know, the little kid, you know, Alfie or Alpha, she was such a good child actress. I mean, she didn't need to do a lot, but she wasn't an annoying kid, which I love. They made her inquisitive. They made her, she is new to the world, so she's asking questions. But she wasn't in any way, shape, or form somebody who I was, like, annoyed with at any time, which is always a high bar when it comes to me and child actors, right? So I really loved the performances from really top to bottom. Here's the thing, though, with the movie, which I do actually like. The problem that I talked about with Gareth Edwards and writing 
that's a lot of what ties into the bad about this movie. This movie has a lot of plot points where the plot point is just to get you to the next set piece so that way we can move forward with the story. That's it. So there are several moments in this movie where I just stopped and I thought and I said, okay, why are we fighting this battle? And then I thought, well, because the AI dropped a nuke on Los Angeles. I was like, okay, so was it by this terrorist group because they're hunting them down? Because that kind of makes sense. But also, you should know if it's a terrorist group. And when you start asking questions in this movie, I feel like the creator just takes you by the hand and just says, don't worry about it. And when you try and pull against it, it just holds you even tighter. And it says, don't worry about it. Don't look. Stop looking at the other hand in the magic trick. This is the hand I'm going to pull the rabbit out of. Stop looking at it. And sadly, that's the problem with the creator, in my opinion. It's a movie that has a decent amount of things to say. But... The build-up to what it has to say is hollow for the most part. So the most interesting questions in this movie are just left unanswered. Second thing I don't like about this movie, while I do love all of the CGI, some of the tech they have in this movie is so deus ex machina that I thought it was going to play out in other ways. And when they played it straight, I was left disappointed. They had some... They had this one piece of technology that could do a very interesting thing that I thought they were going to reveal later on in the movie. Turns out they didn't reveal it. You know why they didn't reveal it? Because it was just about getting you to the next set piece. So I was mad because I said, hey, you have this amazing device, one that could really change the shape of this movie and you just ignore it also you had these weird weapons like weapons that are so weird that i just thought this is just inefficient so they had one thing where it was walking bombs that's right bombs that would run at you run past you they're armored enough and then they just explode so i just said that's weird that's a weird way to introduce a weapon like I don't I don't get it also they'd have these super large tanks that would highlight you so a blue circle would appear around you it would lock onto you and then shoot missiles at you but you would know when you were locked on so I said well that just that just feels like it gives up the element of surprise it feels like it's going backwards in terms of technology But that's kind of the thing. This was tech that was made to look cool and move things forward. But it feels like the full ramifications of introducing that tech into your story was never fully thought out. So it just feels hollow. And like I said before, it leaves more questions that just need to be answered. Also final part and this might seem really really petty but I just have to say it 
when you have a main character or lead that's traumatized or is gruff you also want to make that character if you want to sympathize with them at the end of the movie you want to make the character likable the problem with this script is that john david washington at no point becomes likable like the kid becomes likable the people around john david washington are likable him he is not likable he is the antithesis of being liked he is honestly the fact that he even got the ending that he did i was like that's stretching it because he did not deserve to even get the ending that he got but that like i said that's that's just me because by the end of the movie i was a little checked out because i just had so many questions that i felt like i should not have to have these answers it should have been answered in the movie and the movie meandered way too much distracted me with the visuals so by the time my head started to click and started to ask actual questions the movie was trying to usher me out the door and just say don't worry about it don't worry about it so at the end of the day the creator is aggressively okay it has its moments it can be a great movie it just chooses not to and the reason it chooses not to is because you could tell that everything that's introduced in this movie is just a vehicle to the next set piece between what the movie considers its likable main lead problem is because of the writing he's not likable at all so we're just left with a movie where we're supposed to care so much about this guy and I really really don't so at the end of the day I give it just a home-cooked meal it's not terrible I wish it was it probably would have been more interesting if it was it's just aggressively okay but let me know in the comments or anything like that if you agree with me if you think hey this movie is my kind of jam or I really enjoyed certain things about this movie I would love to hear from you guys so the one thing to know about horror movies is that most of the times they're allegorical which means they're supposed to represent something else think about zombie movies zombies are kind of a catch-all but one of the ways that zombie movies have been used in terms of allegory is to talk about it in terms of an amassed proletariat you know trapped in exhaustive cycles of poverty where it just keeps going and going and going like a zombie does when you think about vampires one way to think about it is it's an exploration of other people of seduction and also you could see a lack of respect for others autonomy because vampires need to feed on you in order to survive and rarely do they do that with your consent so while we're talking about this horror movie it lives inside allegory is so steeped into this that you literally trip over it 
However, that doesn't mean just because it's allegorical that it's good allegory. So let's dive into this movie and see, is this allegory done in a smart and interesting way? Or are they just beating us over the head with the allegory stick? Let's get into it. So this movie primarily takes place around its lead character, Sam, who's played by Megan Suri. And she is a young girl who's in high school. She's trying to find herself. She's trying to find her friend group, the people that she identifies the most with. And honestly, you see her, she seems to be doing an okay job. And she's got some of the typical problems that you'd see with a teenager in high school. She really identifies with her dad and they get along, but her and her traditional mother, they kind of butt heads. They're not necessarily on the same page. Also, she has a lot of friends, but when you see her, when people start to ask about her heritage or they start to ask about her speaking her native language, she pulls back because she's just trying to be herself. She's trying to live her life. She's not trying to be the Indian girl in the class. She is trying to just be a girl in a classroom. So all this is going on. But then you start to see a friend of hers, her friend Tamira, who's played by uh, Mohani Krishna. And she is looking not well. She looks like she needs help. And people are asking Sam about it. And Sam's like, I don't know what's going on. Ask Tamara. Don't ask me. We're not that close. So then finally Tamara tracks down Sam. And Sam tries to talk to Tamara like, hey, what's what's going on? And Tamara reaches out for help and is like, I need help. I've run across something like the stories that our parents tell us are true. I need your help. I really need your help. And Sam, being the typical regular person and teenager, doesn't believe Tamara. In fact, she doesn't believe Tamara so much that she smashes this glass container that she's been carrying around everywhere. She doesn't believe her, so she just smashes it. And then Tamara's like, it lived inside. It lived inside. And that's when the bad stuff happens. Now, that's a very condensed review of or overarc of the movie. But let's go into what I liked about the movie, really. This is a solid story that is, like I said before, built off of many allegorical terms. It's about acceptance. It's about family ties. It's about being an outsider in a world that you desperately want to be accepted in. It's about wanting to be acknowledged for who you are as a person 
and not necessarily used as a prop for your culture. I mean, you can see it throughout this movie. There are plenty of times where I am not a person who is from India or who is Hindu or is in any way from that part of the world. I could see those microaggressions coming a mile away. And while they didn't necessarily affect me, I know how those microaggressions would feel if I were in that situation. And when she was getting hit with those, you could tell they hurt. And you could tell that she wanted to be acknowledged for who she is. Sam doesn't want to be acknowledged as the Indian girl in school. Sam wants to be acknowledged as just a cool girl in school. So she really is trying to connect with people on this level that most people are having a either really tough time doing that or even when they're trying to do their best even when they're trying to well and truly work and be with Sam in the place that she is it doesn't necessarily come off great and you add all of that like a proper teenage story where this is about a young girl who's trying to fit in and belong and you add on top of that and we're gonna throw in there a supernatural monster that definitely doesn't want people to feel accepted you know they call this monster a skin changer and it's a part of you know myth and it feeds off of shame and you see that throughout the movie this is a being that wants you to feel the absolute worst it doesn't want you to feel happy it wants you to feel sad it wants you to feel like you don't belong with your family you don't belong with your friends it wants you to abandon all hope so that way it can feed off of your shame and we see that with Tamira where the monster is turning her into something that she isn't and we see that with Sam where the monster just starts turning her into something that primarily she isn't I also love the allegory about the family unit and friendship like I said there's a lot of allegory in this film and I think this film handles each of those allegories each of those tie-ins really really well so I gotta give a big props to the cast and the writers for really coming in and not hitting you over the head with these themes but just letting them naturally flow into the story another thing this movie does well is it does a lot of show and not tell sometimes in a movie you'll get caught up in an exposition dump where you will tell people way too much and you'll have characters talking about too much exposition 
when you should just show people what they need to do. And I think this movie really does a great job of that. Like, the supernatural element in this movie, you know it's there from the very beginning. It does a great job of leaving it as something where it's obviously supernatural. However, it does an amazing job of not beating you over the head with it. It kind of reminded me of the first scene of the first season of Game of Thrones. What I mean is when the White Walkers show up in the very beginning of that season and I guess spoilers if you haven't seen it, the audience knows White Walkers are there and their presence is felt. But it's just this kind of far off thing until it stops being a far off thing. And that's what I think this movie does well. The supernatural force feels like a kind of far off thing until it doesn't feel very far off and it feels very close. And it does a great job of finding that balance. It's hanging over the characters' heads like a sword of Damocles. And when it comes down, it comes down hard. It does not play, but it definitely knows how to mess with people in the best of ways. Also, have to give a big shout out to the makeup team and the stunt crew. Some of the stunts that were done in this movie really, really worked. They have this uh, body horror scene with the mother that, hey, that absolutely worked for me because you could tell it was somebody who's actually crawling on the ground in that way so that's huge props also they didn't show the monster too early by the time they showed what the actual supernatural force looked like while it wasn't incredibly scary in my opinion it definitely built up that level of dread of just saying, hey, this is really, really dangerous, and the slow reveal, the slow reveal, the slow reveal, the slow reveal. I thought that really, really worked, and I really like that. Now, this review isn't all sunshine and rainbows, but let's go into the bad parts. So, the one thing about this movie that I definitely thought was a little over the top was I thought the ending was a little bit half-baked. I would have wanted something a little bit more. You know, the ending was fine, but I thought it could have been even better, especially from the different uh, things that we got in regards to the movie And the hints, especially within the first five minutes. So what we get at the very end in regards to the confrontation with the monster felt a little bit undercooked, as it were. Also, I'm just going to say it. While I'm very happy that certain people in this movie didn't die, like this movie had, you know, a very helpful black teacher who was played by uh, Betty Gabriel I'm very happy she didn't die This that's not the knock 
What is the knock, though, is that while I'm happy she didn't die, she really should have. This being, this supernatural force, up until that point, was not playing with anyone. So the fact that it was playing with this one person, to me, just felt, it felt kind of meh. That's that's just me. I'm happy she didn't die. I'm just saying, if you're going to have your monster be brutal and be quick with their kills, keep that consistency and always have them brutal and quick with their kills. Don't space it out. Like, some people, it just kills the kill. Then kill them. That That's all I'm saying. Also... There are some slow moments in this movie. While I did, in general, like the acting, while I liked the dialogue and the story, there are definitely some cinematic choices where I felt like they stayed a little bit too long in certain scenes. Scenes that were meant to convey dread didn't properly convey dread, It just conveyed, oh, dread, and then it just stayed too long. And horror in that way is a lot like comedy to me. You need to have the right amount. If you spend too little time, you don't even know what you're supposed to be scared of. If you spend too much time, then you're not scared by that thing anymore. So you need to find that right spot And I felt that this movie didn't necessarily find that spot all the time. Now, that doesn't mean this wasn't a good movie. I did like this movie. You know, my final word on it is that it's an allegory of so many themes of acceptance, of family, of culture. I thought this movie really hit all those areas very well. And while it definitely had some slow moments, while it definitely had some moments that could have had a little bit more action, and there were some unbelievable moments in this movie, I actually, for the most part, liked where this movie was going. I think it's a high home-cooked meal. I think you should go see it, because this is what we want to see with our horror movies. We want to see horror movies told from different perspectives that add to the horror genre don't take away from it and I think this movie is a good addition in horror storytelling so let me know what you guys think let me know if you like the movie if you didn't like the movie I'd love to hear your thoughts thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode If you want to reach out to me, you can find me in several places. You can contact me on Twitter at Two Sides Coin. You can find us on Instagram at Two Sides of a Coin. That's T-W-O-S-I-D-E-Z of a Coin, all one word. You can email us at Two Sides Podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to the podcast on Podbean, on Spotify, and also on apple Podcasts, so we hope to really hear from you guys i love to 
here and discuss anything you guys want to talk about. And we'll talk to you later.